The Movie Hour, episode 115, January 7th, 2011. Spoiler alert, the following our programming may contain both movie plots and swearing. Happy 2011, everyone. The ball has dropped, and we are kicking it off with the Catherine Zeta-Jonestown Massacre Movie Hour. Sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? I'm your host, Greg Maloney, and my co-hosts from 2011, or for 2011, rather, are no surprise, still my brother James, and not so much everybody's friend, Jeff. Welcome to the big 21-1, fellas. Hey, what's that all about? What's what all about? Not everybody's friend. Oh, just not so much everybody's friend. I just, I, I just, I'm just reading what's on the teleprompter. I'm sorry. I, yeah, but you write that. Hey, I, I sign off on it. Doesn't mean I'm, you know, the person. Would you does. rather still be his brother? <laughs> it implies that I won't be for long. It's <laughs> an excellent point. Yeah. And as of this recording, uh, Jim is still my brother. So it's an excellent point. Uh, he might, be, Jim might not even be in existence after this, but you're sure. still around. You just might not be so much. I, I'm, ju- I'm just not everybody's friend anymore. <laughs> yeah, I hope you guys had a. Uh, I know. Well, Jim was in town. Jeff was around too. But uh, I know you guys probably had a very good uh, 2011 send off, uh, and I'm happy you guys are back in, in the 2011. Um, I wanted to take a take time to thank everybody that made 2010 possible. You all know who you are. It's been yes, a, I do. God. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> it's been a very good year, um, and yeah, we're here, we're here another year twenty twenty eleven. It's not it's uh, not another year, you know, like it's a calendar year, another calendar year. Hey, that's a great day to start our first podcast. A great day, yes. A momentous day. Um, Michigan finally fired Richrod. Oh like shit! I was gonna say. Yeah, hey. I heard there was supposed to be like a players meeting yesterday. It got canceled. It's yeah, happened they today. Did it today. No. But they don't know. Who's they don't know who's coming in. But Rich Rod's gone. <laughs> Dude, you better hope it's not that Hope guy. I don't. I don't think I'm too excited about. I don't know. I just. I'm pro- <laughs> <laughs> Jeff. Jeff just got cut off by one of our interns. He'll be back. But yeah, I. I heard more and more about the. Um, yeah, I just don't want it to be the stuff. damn spread offense. That's my big thing. I want the pro style offense, please. And not that stupid defense they run the three three five. What the fuck? You <laughs> that's it's just you know Jim wasn't swearing there. It's actually known as the what the fuck uh, <laughs> single word. <laughs> it's also this created is- by Aaron. What the fuck in nineteen ninety nine? Before. <laughs> Of course, we're here always, always to talk about movies. We're, we're, we saw a lot of movies. It's been a, actually a pretty big break. We took a one week off after Christmas. We all had uh, some uh, tense schedules, could not meet up in time to, to get it done, and uh, I apologize for that. But we're back, back in the saddle, here to help you guys out. And I just wanted to mention, um, Jeff might sound a little different today. He's uh, He's been sober for like five days, so you might see a, like a harsh side of him. Um, if he snaps at you, it's just it's normal. It's just you haven't seen this Jeff before. Yeah. It's this is the Jeff that. And it's not him turning early or a new leaf. He's just out of money at the moment. So. <laughs> That's you awesome. nailed it. <laughs> um, and uh, I like I did mention we see a lot of movies and we're gonna re- review a few of them here in, in a little bit. But um, I wanted to mention I actually on I, I realized how important movies are. I went out west and uh, James went with me. Watched watched a lot of movies together as a family. Got to watch some movies with our uh, nieces and nephews. And, 
somebody, what is that? Is that like a rodent running around in your headset? Um, <laughs> no, uh, when you, when you don't shut the door fast enough in the studio, apparently we get rodents. <laughs> so, lesson learned, hopefully. Um, but, uh, we, I ended up watching a lot of movies with the family and I ended up, uh, also the, the night of Christmas, um, or sorry, Christmas Eve, we, uh, at 4 a.m., I was, like, half-hammered watching uh, Home Alone and thinking, like, yes, I get to watch Home Alone. This is great. Everything's perfect. And after the first 10 minutes, I fell asleep. And that, that's it's what, a Christmas miracle. Yeah, it's a Christmas miracle. That was the first time I'd seen any Home Alone. So thank you, Greg, for showing me those 10 minutes. Yeah, it was fantastic. And then I woke up hungover for Christmas morning, probably the first time ever. Um, that was uh, an interesting situation. But, yeah, important, important things, yeah. very important things. And if I could hijack the the discussion just a little bit uh, since it was the end of the year i kind of remembered the beginning of last year we made some uh new year's resolutions on air oh that's right i forgot yes. about this. yes we did and mine were kind of quantifiable uh, so i got to thinking how you know how'd i do so i went back and listened to it and oh one of yours was to see um oscar nominees yes right? yes i wanted to see uh three of last year's best picture you know noms out of the 10 and i ended up seeing six so i did pretty good oh yeah i think i got your beat yeah i think so um hold on i'm gonna look i, okay. I, I did avatar district nine hurt locker up in the air and glorious bastards boom, and boom. the ones i missed were blindside education precious and a serious man Oh, serious man, Justin, trying to get me to watch that for like three weeks so, at least. One of, one of my other resolutions was uh, I'd only seen six movies the year before, so I'm like, okay, I got to at least double that for this current year. And uh, I did end up exactly doubling it. Saw 12 movies in the theater this past year, so without trying, that's that's not bad, I guess. Wow. And, and then uh, my last one was I wanted to see all six Nick Cage movies so he could stop making movies and get his money back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guarantee you that's I didn't really make that one, but part of my defense is that only two of his movies ended up getting released, uh, Kick-Ass and Sorcerer's Apprentice. So I went one for two out of the two that were released. But, uh, yeah, so not bad. I, I completed two out of the three resolutions. Yeah, you so. did really well. Did you happen to catch what ours were? Because I don't remember. Um, Jeff's was he was going to stop running away from killers going upstairs. He was going to go out the front door out of frame. <laughs> um, he and wanted, it worked. Yeah, and uh, he wanted to be uh, – more of a nice guy so you can get the girl because him being a badass really wasn't working for him. Uh, and then there's a half-joking one about stop drinking, and we all know how that ended up. Uh, and, uh, Greg, the ones I remember were for you where you wanted to give the horror genre a, a, another chance, like a good chance Let's to see. win you over. Okay. And, okay. Then, uh, and then just in general you wanted to keep a more open mind about movies. We saw interesting. Yeah. I think I've done a little bit of the second one and a little bit of the first one. If by open mind you mean not see anything new except for anime <laughs> movies whatsoever, <laughs> then that's exactly what he's done. Whoa, whoa, whoa! So. We went and saw that great horror Wes Craven movie. That was fantastic. That was another shot at giving horror. Those were both sort of like the same answer: giving horror a chance yeah, and giving just having an open mind specific than the other ones. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations! I uh, I counted. I saw seven of the uh, nominees. Mm-hmm. From last year. Mm-hmm. Avatar not being one of them yet. Well, I've not seen Avatar. Did you see so. the blind side then? I saw yeah, I saw the blind side. Um and I saw Seriously Up in the Air Up, Serious Man, and Glorious Bastards Hurt Locker and District Nine, yeah. Okay. Very awesome. cool. Guys, well done. You guys are total you guys are way cooler than I am. Way cooler than I am. Uh, Why don't you tell me. Yeah, I know. Uh the one the one thing that's happened in the last two weeks that I that stuck out in my head of it, we had a couple couple uh 
a couple deaths in the in the movie world. I know uh, Jeff and James probably wanted to bring up that uh, Pete Post- Postal Thwaite died, but um, I didn't really have much to say about him. I've seen a couple things, but um, uh, I, I wanted to mention that uh, last year apparently was a huge year, a huge year for a technology, a group called the IMAX Corporation. You guys have seen IMAX movies most likely if you're a moviegoer and wondering what it's all about. They're, I've heard of them. They're these crazy people that make gigantic cameras that are totally super loud and have crazy uh, picture screen at theaters, and people rent their theaters out and make tons of money. Um, and apparently IMAX Corp. actually doubled the amount of, not the amount of ticket sales, but the gross money they've made from uh, from $270 million from 2009 to $546 million in 2010. And I'm curious what uh, what you guys think about that. Like, have you guys, if something's available in IMAX, do you see it in IMAX no matter what? Is that is that how you roll? Do you, th- do you think it's just going to blow up more and more? Or? I, I just feel like they slap the IMAX tag on things that don't necessarily deserve it. Like, I don't know. I, I have a hard time believing a lot of this stuff is filmed in proper IMAX style. Well, usually it's just a few scenes. And then there are a couple uh, original IMAX like movies that are all IMAX. Um, I think the right. ones on there were like Hubble 3D and which actually looked really cool. I should have went and saw that, but uh, um, and there's like Under the Sea 3D and Deep Sea 3D were the were the ones. But yeah, um, I, usually it's just action scenes. Like if you take Dark Knight, there were I think like eight different scenes shot in IMAX. And the issue is the IMAX cameras are so goddamn loud they can't shoot audio, so all the audio has got to be dubbed. And so you only see it in action scenes or like parts where there's not like a mouth talking right in front of the screen. All right. Uh, so yeah, IMAX is just a label to me. It, it really it's not a big draw for me, I guess. Right. And especially seen, since they charge more money for it. Right. Like at least what? Well, the other thing is usually it's an IMAX 3D catch. Right. Also, and they so. throw surcharges on both of those, which make it even yeah. worse. Yeah. Um, but have you so have you seen any movies IMAX last year? Um, I don't recall to tell you the truth. Did you see Toy Story 3 in IMAX? No, I didn't. I saw it in SUV Dark, Max. Dark Knight. Was Dark Knight last year? Or was that two years ago? Yeah, it was a couple years ago. Yeah. I suck. Um, Jeff, how about you? What do you think? Maybe Alice in Wonderland. I saw Avatar this year, but yeah. I'm not sure that I've ever seen an IMAX movie. Um, like outside of like uh, at Natural History Museums and right, stuff like right. that where you see like the, the flight movie. of it. Right, the plight of the sturgeon and shit like that. Um, that was a good one. That was actually one that I saw. Was, it, they, well, they build it as it being about the Great Lakes, but really it was just about the sturgeon. Like the whole thing was about sturgeon. Like sturgeon, what a bunch of cocks! <laughs> yeah, I walked out of that IMAX theater pissed and it kind of uh, you know. So IMAX, boo! I came here worrying about environment, and now I'm worrying about the environment. God. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I I think when there's something available on IMAX, I usually catch it. Um, and, but now when you ask me, like, I wish I had the 2010 now, lineup in front of me, but I don't. Um, now, do you catch it because it's IMAX, or if you're going to catch a movie, you try and get the IMAX version? You know, uh, if I if I if I'm going to catch the movie anyways. Okay, if um, you're going to catch it anyway, and it has. I saw IMAX Inception delivery. IMAX for sure. Um, I'm trying to get. Are you whole... sure? Yeah, definitely. Didn't we see Inception together? Uh, I don't know. Uh, well, well, I know I saw it with you, and I don't remember it being IMAX, but I, I guess I believe you. But yeah, I have the list right in front of me, the 2010 list. Uh, Alice in Wonderland, 
James, I know you saw that. Did you see that? Three, you saw it 3D, didn't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing I saw that in IMAX. Okay. Um, Hubble 3D, How to Train Your Dragon, Iron Man 2, The Shrek movie, Prince of Persia, which I know I saw, but I don't think I saw it in IMAX. Toy Story 3, I definitely saw IMAX. Uh, Jeff, I know you saw Twilight uh, in IMAX, right? Uh, Eclipse. <laughs> Only <laughs> six times. <laughs> um, the re-release of Avatar, Resident Evil, uh, Megamind, maybe, and then uh, Harry Potter. I did not. Ooh, I may have seen. Actually, Harry Potter's on this list, but I don't think it ended up making it IMAX. Only the second one. It wasn't. Well, it wasn't 3D, but it was. Right. Right. Oh, okay. But I still think, like, something got happened with like the IMAX contract. I don't remember. Anyhow, I think this list is inaccurate. Is what I'm trying to say. I think. I okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think. In most scenarios, if there's a movie, especially one like the Dark Knight Avatar, where it's like it's the special effects are one of the attractions, like Tron, um, I would go see it in IMAX, and I would end up paying the extra three bucks or whatever the hell it is. But uh, yeah, I, I guess it's a, if they've pretty much doubled their money from this year or from last year to this year, and uh, or sorry, they, probably only had to add like ten minutes to each movie in IMAX too to get the the benefits of the box office numbers too. Right. And I think I'm trying to remember what the numbers were in 2008, but it was also some, like they've been doubling. So, well, it's really interesting to see what happens this year, how much more IMAX blows up. The list isn't very attractive. Um, uh, I can tell you that maybe like sucker punch looks interesting. Visually stimulating. Yeah. yeah, Visually stimulating. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of, a lot of girls in that, a lot of girls in that and on the big screen. Um, If I see Tron, I'll probably catch. I don't think any of us caught Tron yet, but I'd, I'd want to see an IMAX. Um, then there's like Pirates of the Caribbean, Harry Potter movie, Cars, Happy Feet Two, which is like Jeff's favorite, and uh, Mars Needs Moms. A couple others, but whatever. Whatever the hell that is. Yeah, <laughs> sounds awesome. Yeah, that was the only thing I really, uh, really want to discuss. Happened in the last two weeks. I hope everyone had a. Uh, a happy holiday and a happy new year, but uh, let's get to our uh, our movie reviews. And we did catch a lot of them. A lot, some of them, obviously, uh, we ca- catch a lot of movies all the time. I'm just not new ones. And uh, yeah, I guess James, we'll we'll start off with you. This this to, you're starting off the 2011 reviews. So nice. nice. Just and, think about. It. And like you said, I I caught a ton of new movies, or at least new to me. I saw the Expendables and the Losers, both good fun. Um, saw Tangled, good addition to the Disney group, I guess. Uh, I saw, you know, 15 minutes of Home Alone. Saw most of Shrek 4. Despicable Me, which is pretty good. Uh, saw The Other Guys. Wasn't real impressed with that. Um, and saw Congo, which is god-awful <laughs> for the first time. Why did you see Congo? Because Greg had it on his laptop, and then we watched it in right. the morning. Yeah. yeah. It was I, I, Even I, Laura Linney wasn't good in it. That was the bad part. <laughs> Greg, yeah. can't you watch a good movie from time to time? <laughs> I don't uh, like does he, like, see him, but he's got it on his laptop still. Here's also, <laughs> It's the second time in, in a 12-month span that he's watched Congo instead of one of, like, 50 movies that he hasn't seen that he knows he's hold supposed on. to watch. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out. I had, like, five movies on my laptop, right? Um, and one of them was Congo, so 20% of your movies were Congo. All of all of them were on there. Other, I had the room on there, too, by the way. But uh, 
all of them were on there for for the sake of I just wanted my laptop open on the airplane and just wanted somebody next to me seeing what I was watching and just be like, holy shit, are you watching Congo? <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, Congo's on my laptop. Greg's, Greg's entire life is lived in the in the idea that maybe someone will watch what he's doing and go, what the fuck is wrong with this idiot? Carries, carries around movies for conversational topics. Come on, it was a genius. Um, Yes, yes. What yes, else yes. I had on there? Uh, Home Alone. Uh, oh, yeah. No, no, no. I didn't bring Home Alone. They uh, brought it. Uh, and Lisa did. I had to call them to make sure they did. Um, anyhow, uh, that was that was why. And we ended up watching it because it was really late and nobody wanted to commit to a movie. So we turned that on so everyone can just, you know, have no guilt leaving leaving the room as soon as it started playing, which I think we all sat there and watched it. <laughs> but, uh Yeah. Okay, continue, Jim. Continue. Right. So the movie I actually do want to review is uh, Black Swan, which is out in theaters now. Uh, it's a movie by uh, director Darren Aronofsky. Um, it's about a ballerina named Nina who's pretty much a support dancer in a big ballet company. No way. Nina Ballerina? Yeah, Nina Ballerina. Pretty nice, huh? Uh, but, yeah, she's a support dancer for the most part in a big ballet company, but the company decides it wants to go in a different direction, so it dumps its usual star for its next showing of Swan Lake. And Nina gets chosen for the lead, but it kind of causes some problems for her, uh, mostly because the lead role is kind of a dual role. It's the white swan who's kind of good and elegant and... Nina's a natural for that part. She's, I mean, very well practiced, just pitch perfect dancing. But then there's also the evil black swan, the other half of this twin combo. And that swan's supposed to be seductive and passionate, and that's where she's lacking. And the director knows this, but wants to take a gamble on her and actually pushes her to kind of find her dark side before the opening performance. Um, that pressure, plus just the pressure of being the number one, you know, dancer and being in the spotlight and uh, having an overbearing mom, uh, the guilt of replacing her idol, um, and a, even a sultry new newcomer dancer uh, named Lily, who kind of is kind of made for the black swan role, that kind of uh, competition. All this is adding up, and the movie just kind of explores the effect that uh, this has on her uh, physically, mentally, and even emotionally. Um Aronofsky does a great job in this movie. Uh, does a good job with all the visuals. Keeps the pacing good. Um, the only nitpick part I could do is uh, he does a little bit too much handheld style camera. Uh, kind of gets like right in the beginning. It's kind of a calm setting or setup, and he's using the handheld and kind of disturbs it a little bit. Uh, Natalie Portman she plays Nina, the main dancer. Um, she deserves an Oscar nod. She was great in this. I actually forgot that I was watching her, which you know speaks volumes to her performance uh mila kunis she plays the sultry newcomer uh really good too uh not a big challenging role not sure she's gonna get an oscar not even though she's getting a lot of buzz for it but uh yeah the movie itself is very well done um it evoked a lot of emotions like uh i mean just being visually appealing plus i was shocked in a lot of places intrigue had pity for the characters and stuff like that just a really really well done movie um, I actually might withhold the stamp, but for only one reason. This movie because I, I have it because I have the stamp because you have the stamp. Yeah, <laughs> that's why Greg doesn't let me share the stamp. <laughs> he get every once in a while gives me a blank piece of paper and I can use it on paper, but that's about it. But <laughs> the movie's just—I mean, Aronofsky did Requiem for a Dream and Wrestler, and this one's kind of in the middle. But the Requiem half of it is the part that makes it unappealing to me. It's just watching her struggle and 
you just feel bad for her a lot of the time, and a lot of that didn't appeal to me. But on the other hand, I mean, it, it's a really well done movie, so let's like, I mean, it just wasn't my type of movie, but that would be the only reason. Hmm. So after you got out of the theaters, which I know you went, you guys went pretty late. Yeah. What, Christmas what, Day. what were you more likely to do? Were you more likely to go out and play in the park? Or go out and go to a poetry slam. Um, based off the movie viewing, I guess the poetry slam. I guess okay. I, don't know. I just want to get the motion. <laughs> I'm trying to understand the motion. You yeah, have yeah. It's just the theater. <laughs> it's it's a pretty intense movie, actually. So I really I recommend it. It's a really well done movie, and it's probably as arty as a movie can get with me still you know still recommending the movie to people. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and it's like Natalie Portman's all over the place. Like she's got a lot of movies yeah, coming. She's got a lot, lot of stuff coming. Roles, up. So I'm curious. Uh, but yeah, I'm she was how... really good in this. Did you guys know that she's hot? Yes. Yes. And Mila I... Kunis is hot. One of the reasons <laughs> I went to this movie. Really? <laughs> Darren, like, uh, I think Jeff, Jeff's seen more Darren Aronofsky movies than I have. I've seen all of them. Have you? Yeah, except for this one, or you have seen this one? Except for except for that one. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so I'd all be, of them except for that one. I'd be curious. I'd be curious to. Uh, um, so, out of the Aronofsky movies you've seen, James, like you, you think this is his uh, his top, or you? Like, I, I liked wrestler, wrestler more just because of the material. Like it was more relatable to me for a wrestler. You know, he's struggling with family issues, that sort of stuff. The whole, you know. Psyche damaging, you know, star role in a ballet. It's you know, right. a little hard to relate to that as much. I mean, there's a lot more to the movie, obviously, but I mean, yeah, you never struggle this in your careers. <laughs> I mean, I, t- I have the ballerina part down, so you know, I couldn't really relate. But uh, yeah, actually, I've seen all of his movies now. I think besides his shorts. So uh, Pie, I have a hard time remembering Pie. I don't know if I watched it late or whatever. You saw the fountain. I did see the fountain. The fountain was yeah. very visually stimulating. But <laughs> yeah. After that, I don't yeah. remember a, a ton about it. But I did not like Requiem for a Dream because that one was just way too negative. It was like watching uh, that Nick Cage drink myself the death movie again. What the hell was yeah. that? Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, those two, like those two movies is, I mean, that part of it in Black Swan is kind of what makes me, you know, not love the movie. But that's. I mean, that was it. I mean, it's, it kept me intrigued. It kept me interested, even though it was, you know, kind of a bummer of a storyline for a lot of it. But Cool. And uh, Good movie, though. Really good was movie. Was this – and this was your – like, you thought, all right, out of the movies I can see in theaters right now, this is my – this is going to be my number one, and you went uh, saw it? No, my sister-in-law wanted to see it, and I told her I'd go okay. with her. And then uh, okay. my brother – or our brother started you – know, decided to join us. So. Cool. So, Jeff, what uh, what do you? Did you haven't seen the Black Swan, obviously. So, no, what do you have no. to review. Hmm? Uh, I saw I saw True Grit. God, nice. without me, just to yeah. that out. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, this is payback for the fifteen or twenty movies that <laughs> whatever. Uh, all right, like Avatar, <laughs> like Avatar. Um. So yeah, I went and saw True Grit with some of my good friends, and. Uh, it was it was pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I had pretty high expectations for it, and I like in fairness, the expectations were high, but they weren't really met. Um, 
It's a uh, it's a a Joel and Ethan Cohen picture uh, remake of the when was the last one like 1964 or something, something like that like 1969 yeah. yeah 1969 movie um it's cool uh it's good Je- Jeff Bridges plays like a badass uh, U S Marshal Matt Damon plays a Texas Ranger who and um they're both like hunting the same guy for sort of different reasons and it centers around this girl uh Maddie Ross played by Haley Stan- uh, Haley Steinfeld who did a pretty good job um the acting is good bridges is particular very good um uh it's 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 okay you know it's 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 a cool movie i maybe it's the fact that i'm not really that into westerns and it is very much a western but it's a cool movie but not like fantastic and the end was a little not that great like it was all right but it was a little not that great story Um, story didn't wrap up very well Nah, you know, it wasn't that. It was just kind of like, you know, maybe like it just seemed like there was sort of a, like kind of like an afterthought at the end. Like there, there, there wasn't really the, um, like the whole thing had sort of a really nice like movement to it. And there, there was this thing they kind of threw in at the end that was just like, okay, that really didn't need to be in this, but okay. I, you know, maybe, maybe I just need to see it again and I would like to see it again. Um, because it was good, but not not great. I would put it in the lower half of the Coen Brothers movies, and since I've seen them all, I feel um, I feel pretty. Which is still saying something. It's no Lady Killers, all right. You know, it's, it's not. Um, you know, but which he means uh, he's he's saying Lady Killers is a terrible movie. People, by the right, way, don't, right, don't go right. see it. He's not saying Lady Killers right. is the tantamount awesome movie. Right? Yeah, it's no it's no Big Lebowski or No Country for Old Men, but it's also no Lady Killers. So you know, take that for what it's worth. You know, um, who I was actually very happy to see in it though, uh, Barry Pepper uh, making making his comeback as kind of the bad guy or one of the bad guys. What he was, was he, pretty excellent. I, like I remember him in like the Green Mile and. Saving Private Ryan. Like, what else has he been in? Battlefield. Like, uh, that, Battlefield. Yeah, yeah. Was he a Cyclo or whatever in Battlefield? No, he was the main, he was the main um, man animal. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, he was a man animal. That's that's what the Cyclos called him. Um, and uh, what else? Oh, he was also in that Will Smith movie, uh, Enemy of the State. But then he kind of disappeared off the face of the earth. Probably the... Um, probably... The Battlefield Earth situation, but um, <laughs> yeah, that, that had negative effects on a few careers. Yeah. So, did uh, I'm actually curious. Was there a lot of like in the um, the advertisements, trailers, whatever, in the on TV? They had a lot of Johnny Cash playing. Was there a lot of soundtrack to this? A lot of music, or was that just that was trailer? just a trailer? Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. I was I was hoping they wouldn't make that mistake. That'd be terrible. Um, so I'm wondering. Have you guys ever seen? Uh, just out of curiosity, not to uh, draw the comp- comparison, but since you brought that up, have you ever seen Dead Man? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's another one that you should be watching instead of Congo again. <laughs> um, it's it, it's a Jim Jarmusch, but uh, it's like a western. Um, but Neil Young does the entire soundtrack, like electric guitar. It's pretty. It's pretty cool. Like, no no uh, lyrics, but just hard electric guitar. It's pretty hip. It's pretty hip. It's it's pretty cool. <laughs> so just by watching this movie, could you? I mean, could you tell it was a Coen Brothers movie? Like, do they have their stamp on it? Because it just seems like they're kind of limited by what they can do because of what's already been out there. If you mean was John Turturro in it? The answer is no. Uh, <laughs> um, no, you know it was. Um, it was less like one of their movies than, say, um, Burn After Reading or, um, you know, it wasn't, it didn't have that, like, that type feel to it. Yeah. 
Right, exactly. But it, it um, to an extent, Jeff Bridges' character was kind of a little, you know, kind of a little bit quirky and a little bit funny. But for the most part, it, you know, like No Country for Old Men, it was a very well put together movie, but without their, without really their stamp on it, I would say. Gotcha. Uh, I just want to point out, I, did, I was didn't recognize one of the people in the movie. Uh, Domino Gleason is in it, and I was. Oh, you know, know he is, yeah. yeah. Uh, and what's his name? Weasley. Yeah, who's, yeah, who's barely in it? He might not even have a line. Who's the bo- who's the husband of your uh, my, your, my fiance, yeah, your girl, my future fiance? Yeah. <laughs> just want to bring that out. Um, yeah, I ended up catching a lot of movies too. I I don't really have a movie review. Uh, sorry, guys. Uh, Twenty eleven. Um, you want to talk about? Um, I saw. Congo? Yeah, I'd love to talk about Congo. I haven't heard enough about Congo. Uh, we ended up taking our uh, nieces to go see Tangled, which I won't review other than it was a classic animated Disney movie. You'll all like it. Actually, at least I think it was Disney. Um, it was. We, I saw The Hurt Locker. I don't know if that makes Jeff feel better about me. Probably not. Um, I wasn't impressed with it at all, actually. I was sort of surprised. Uh, maybe it was just because... I knew it won Best Picture, and I was expecting yeah, things. Yeah, I, I did like it, but, yeah, I didn't think it was Best Picture good. Um, Like, yeah, I I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess maybe I didn't understand the characters at all, and maybe some of the time I couldn't even tell what was going on, but I was just surprised that it made it that way. It was nice to see. I do like how the movie contains some uh, big names in it for five minutes at a time. I like that kind of part of that part of the movie. Like you get to see Guy Pierce in it for seven minutes and, uh, Raph, is it Raph Fiennes? We always fight over how to pronounce that. Um, he's in it for another five minutes, but, um, I thought that was pretty cool, but, uh, yeah. And I think Jeremy Renner did a really good job too, but I, I'm just, the movie, the story itself didn't make any sense to me. It was weird. I, I felt pretty similar about it. Like I, I, the the theme that they were trying to kind of push at the end of the movie did not seem consistent with like what was going on in the right. rest of the movie. Right. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, and I think uh, Catherine Bigelow pulled, hoodwinked everybody. She, I don't know how she pulled it off. Don't know how. Uh, Despicable Me, I caught that too. That was new. But again, it's been reviewed here. Jeff, I think, reviewed it and. Yeah, it was actually pretty funny. I thought I thought it was uh, that was really good. And uh, if you have a kid and you want to see Despicable Me, or if you just want to see it and act like a kid, it's a good it's a good thing to see. And uh, yeah, I that's it. I don't, I don't. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I don't know what else to say. Sorry, 2011. I apologize. It's not my fault. You guys forgive me. Yeah, we had Maybe. a couple of good ones in there. Maybe. Uh, we, we can carry your weight for once. I think I, I think I saw a couple other things for too, but. Nothing to review. Uh, yeah, so as of you know, 2011, we still like to end with a feature here called the Parker Posey Play Along. Fantastic feature. It was uh, it's my brainchild, really, and uh, I'm happy it's I've fostered it to this point. It's it's sort of running on its own legs now, and uh, and I'm handing it off to Jeff. It's his Parker Posey Day last week, um, or last week. It was what now? Three weeks ago was Jim's Parker Posey before the. Um, Family Feud episode? Yeah, this is before Christmas. Yeah, before Christmas. And I should say, the Family Feud episode, I don't know if you've listened to it yet, uh, uh, of you guys, we, we're we like actors, you know, after we finish our work, it's hard to go back and listen to it and be like, okay, like this, I didn't perform well here, but um, I listened to it. I'm not sure if they have yet. But uh, a fantastic episode. But we didn't do a Parker Posey then, so our last Parker Posey was like three episodes ago, and it was uh, Jim's question of what is your favorite bi- biographical film um, James, did you want to bring up a, an answer you liked? Uh, I liked your answer of TBA. 
actually listed on the, the website. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I must have never filled that out in the email. <laughs> I leave uh, town for a little bit, and this is. I answered it on the podcast. Yeah, I do, I just, and I don't even remember what it was, but I actually like Varus as the informant. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm, I'm kind of it sounds appealing, so now I want to go see it. I, I just. Was, it's one of the few movies I can picture what the cover looks like because it's Matt Damon with that stupid smile, yeah. like looking up in the sky. He just looks like um, a doofus. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, so yeah, Jeff, it's your Parker Posey, your first one of 2011, first one of, for anybody here, 2011. Uh, so uh, I, ho- I hope it's fantastic. I know okay. it will be. I know it'll be fantastic. Thank you. That's, that's nice. <laughs> um, what job of any movie character would you want to have? Okay. It's got to be, like, I'm going to ask a question. Mm-hmm. It's okay. <laughs> Starting off in New Year, right? So, let's say I pick John Cusack as, you know... The obvious, yeah. Yeah, contract killer. Does that mean I get to work with Don Cusack, or does that mean I'm just a uh, No, you're uh, just you're, you're a contract okay, killer. Okay, all right. I don't have his exact situation. It's sort of like, what job do you want, okay. but, like, name a movie character, and we can kind of talk about their situation in that job. So mm-hmm. since you took contract killer, I, oh, I I was just using it as an example, but well, yeah, but no, but now now it's now it's, um, because it's I don't know if I like getting shot at. That's a, that's a whole big issue there. I, it's a lot of risk. I would like to be Captain Kirk. The well, not him specifically, but I would like to be the uh, the the captain the commander. Of, yeah, the captain of. That's uh, a lot of responsibility Star-Gate. too, man. That's a lot of responsibility. Thank yeah, more than even probably contract killer. Yeah, different different. Colors, yeah. <laughs> different colors you had to make people wear. <laughs> so no, what? Different colored babes. What? But that too. That's a good point. I would every day. I would change. Like, okay, if you're an ensign, you're wearing blue today, <laughs> unless your last name ends in a vowel. <laughs> so, is true. Uh, what do you like about that job? Like, what are the responsibilities and perks of that job? That you get to fly a spaceship. Um, for one, that's pretty cool. Um, and you get to you get to meet all sorts of like alien. Uh, you know, you get kind of like an ambassador for Earth, which I think is a neat thing. I, I would like to do that. And um, and you you get to make like you get to have like the, those awesome conversations over the over the screen. I want to do that. <laughs> And you want to be able to like summon any food you want from that. Uh, oh, what do they call it? The replicators. Yeah, yeah. Replic- that'd be sweet. God, I'd be changing your gun stun if you want <laughs> <No>. to. <laughs> Dude, just I just want you to stun. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah stun, stun, stun. Okay, I. I Use uh, the transporters. That'd be pretty cool. What job of a character would we want? I've That's got good. mine if you, know, you have to think. Yeah, I, I think I have one, but go. I want to hear yours. Um, I'm going to take the one I was afraid you were going to mention when you started talking about John Cusick, and I'm going... Yeah, on. no, this is the one that I thought <laughs> was yeah, the obvious. Yeah, yeah. I'm going with uh, Rob Gordon from uh, High Fidelity and the uh, record store owner. I would love so, to just you- hang out, talk music, rip on people. Talk music and- from, the, from the 50s to 70s. Exactly, yep. <laughs> It's like, oh, you're missing your Bee Gees? Oh, here's where your Bee Gees oh, yeah, left yeah. off. And show them, you know. Yeah, where, where did the Bee Gees leave off? Just, I want to make sure you're qualified for this job. Um, Andy Gibb, solo. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, that's, that's a good choice, too. But keep in mind, 
that he also was moving on to producing producing records. I don't know. Like maybe he like maybe he gives up the store because that's sort of left open at the end. I don't know. Well, good. I, I can move in. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> good. So I can have. So his there's job. an opening. Is what you're saying? He's hiring. <laughs> um. See. So I'm not. I don't know big. what his job is. Nice basic. He doesn't really have a job. The first thing that came to my head, and it's more of just the like the role of that character. I don't know what his job is. Uh, that's the problem. Um, I'm thinking Rob Snyder from like Judge Dredd, where he's like the narc guy that ends up hanging around with him and just doing nothing and making jokes about everything that happens around him. Like I love being that. Sidekick, comic relief, just yeah, a, no responsibility. Yeah, isn't he just a criminal? Like, I bet you, I bet he's with much as Tango a lot, too. <laughs> hey, you pick Captain Kirk so you can talk on a big screen. Back off. I don't, yeah. I don't know why your answer is more noble than mine is. No, no, my, my answer is not, uh, I just don't watch Congo every year. Right. Um, <laughs> I like that. That was good. Uh, but... I, I, you guys are taking. Uh, I think Jim actually uh, the, went to more my area where very little responsibility can pretty much do what you want. Uh, that would be the job I'd line up for. And Rob Snyder is just my example of somebody that just does nothing and, and gets taken care of by Judge Dredd the whole time. As long as you stick like near him, and then everything's fine. You have no responsibility. So you're looking for the job of sidekick then, right? But I don't know. Like in that, I think you're right. I think he was like a. He was a low-time criminal that I don't remember what he, what he did, but um, that that would be something. <laughs> Very little responsibility is what I'm looking yeah, for. My, my backup uh, answer would be Stinky from Beautiful Girls running that restaurant slash bar. Yeah. James, by the way, you just turned into a robot. I don't know yeah, why. you've been mm-hmm. like that for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a, our time to sign off then. Yeah. So the the question, Jeff, is uh, once more, one more time. Um. If you could have a job like from a movie, uh, what 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 would that job be? And it, we're asking for like the character for like say what the character right the ca- yeah the character yeah not just like police like yeah but like the see um, that's my problem I didn't really give one other than the Judge Dredd Rob no that's that's fine though like the, you know name a character and name their job and then talk about why you want their job and you know any 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 jokes in there um, would be cool. Mm. I think I could get a better one, something better. I'd have to be like the bartender in like a Star Wars movie or something, just hanging out and uh, making sure you don't die from laser blasts. Anyhow, an excellent question, Jeff. Banning droids from your establishment. Hey, your droids can't be here. Uh, Yeah, so an excellent question. will be up on the boards, youngbit.com. James and Jeff, uh, a 2011 ready to rock. Um, I hope you guys are prepared for... for, Oh, yeah. um, Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a good start so far, so... Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, thank you guys again uh, uh, for your 21-1 input. Yeah, I uh, hope uh, everyone enjoyed. Thanks for stopping by, and R.I.P. Pete Pothelwaite. Yeah, yeah. drive safe, because you don't want to wind up like Pete Pothelwaite. What? Yeah, was his uh, stuff for the causes? Cancer. No, cancer. Or, cancer. Are, are sure it it's really a, uh, you know, it is a hazard, you know. Yeah, it's, are we sure it wasn't the celebrity killers that are chasing her anyway? It's a possibility. <laughs> it's a possibility. Take, take care, everybody. The Catherine's at a Jonestown Massacre movie hour. See you soon. <laughs>